people ask that. They're like, I know, but like it takes so long. And it's like, okay, well, if you don't want to grow, then don't spend time on it. But if your goal is to grow, you kind of have to make time. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Screw It, Let's Do This podcast. I'm Therese. And I'm Shelby. And when we were brainstorming today's topic, I honestly was thinking about like what's going on with my business and like some of the things that I feel like Shelby is doing a lot with her business, what we're both doing. And I was thinking social media stuff. Mm -hmm. So as like the store has been open for me for a month, I'm just starting to get off of Instagram or at least attempt because that's where like all my time goes. You know, I mean, like how much time do you think you spend a day on social media? (laughs) A lot. Hours. A lot. Yeah. I love it. You don't like it. (laughs) I know. I like I like certain aspects of it, like the fun and like the unplanned stuff, but following all the rules, we can talk about that. There's just so many rules with Instagram. So I'm like, well, rules and like things that you should do to post, like post six times a week, post at this certain time, blah, 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 blah. Um, But I'm trying to get like to delegate that. I've told you that. I'm trying to get it off my back a little bit just so I can focus on other parts of the business. And actually after today, after this episode, I'll be having a meeting with Someone from the tricky team who's kind of like taking over social media. So this is kind of like a tribute to her, but also a tribute to so many people that ask about social media. I mean, like you, how many followers do you have on your account right now? 18 and a half. Yeah, that's a ton. And I'm just like very close to 10K, but it's taken so long to get there. And like most people I feel like give up before they get there. Yeah. And so I just thought it'd be cool to give people advice on like, how does someone grow an Instagram account? You know, like, how do you grow when it's at almost 18K versus like when you just started? And I feel like you're a pro with this. So maybe even give me advice too. I don't feel like I'm a pro. People like see a number and they think, oh, wow. Like, but people don't realize like the amount of effort and like time. I mean, I've had the account for four years. So four and a half years. Um, so it's not like it just happens overnight. Like I've had people be like, well, how do I get to that number? And it's like, well, how long have you had your account? Just, you know, like a year. Well, you're probably not going to be there unless you go viral or something, which I wouldn't count on. So one of the things that I like, okay, I've heard this piece of advice. I've probably said it on a different podcast before, but it's like, don't compare your day one to someone's day a thousand or something like that. And, you know, you don't really know how long someone's had their account unless you go all the way down to the bottom. But one thing I do, and I don't know if like other people do this or if it's just me, but like I'll look at how many followers they have versus how many posts they do. And I'll do like a quick math equation like, okay, they have 100,000 followers, but they've done 1,000 posts. Okay, that's, what is it? Basically, on average, 100 followers gained per post or whatever. I'm like, you know, you not that like you're gaining 100 followers per post, but like some you'll gain 500, some you'll gain three and whatnot. And so that's when I'm like, oh, the people that have like a ton of people following their account are really only gaining like, you know, between like 25 and 100 per post. So it's like kind of, I mean, it's a mix of like a long game of just posting. That's the way I look at it, at least. It's like, like, unless I have X amount of posts, how can I expect to have this many, you know, people following? When I stumbled or was told about your account three years ago before I met you, I remember going to your account. I was like, oh my gosh, this girl has 4,000 followers. I had like one. I'm like, oh my gosh, this girl is like famous. Like, this is amazing. And I was always curious, like, how did you get there? And I would like for you to tell us all about your social media story, like kind of how you got into growing your account. And so can we start there? 
Yeah. Well, first off, it feels weird because like you're like looking at me like I have this huge account, like comparably. Mm. It's not that big. Yeah. But I mean, it's always like if you have like a couple hundred or a thousand, you look at my account and think it's huge. But like it's always where you're at. There's always someone bigger. So I I don't think people should be like, oh, my gosh, like this is the key. Like you kind of have to find what works for you because there's always going to be a bigger account, something else you're looking forward to. So, but my social media like experience, I guess, I've always enjoyed it since, I mean, when Instagram came out, like, I don't know, in middle school, posting those ugly pictures of just random things. And this was back before like, like influencers and things. It's just weird to think about that. Like kids now, like they only know that, like we didn't, that wasn't a thing when we were like in middle school age, um, even high school age, I don't feel like influencers and I don't know. I'd be curious to look mm-hmm. back and see when that is. I feel like um, YouTubers were definitely. YouTubers, I think, came first and then kind of like took that over. But yeah, so I've always just enjoyed like the social media aspect. Um, I'm not really afraid to like share my personal life <laughs> or like share myself online. Um, so that definitely helps because I think in order to grow, like you really need to like show yourself. And so I always enjoyed it. And then I got my first um, like real person job out of college, um, not like an internship or anything. And I was doing a lot. I worked at a startup. So I did like a lot of things. But one of the big things I did was social media there. Um, so I was in charge of running all of our accounts. And we had like a woman who worked in California and did consulting. And so she was like consulting with us. And I worked directly with her. And she had like 20 years of experience and was like super high up and worked with all these huge brands. And she gave me a ton of advice and help. Um, So that was really cool to learn from her. And so I just kind of took what I learned through my job there and applied it to Miggy's. Um, And one thing that I always try to think about is like, if I was a viewer, would I be interested by this account? And so like, I'm very interested by like the stuff I post because I think like, okay, what would I want to learn or what would I want to watch? And so I go for like comedy or like craziness or baking techniques is kind of like my goal. That's kind of my experience. How What's your experience look like? With social media stuff? Oh gosh. Um, So, wow, if we're going all the way back to middle school, it was in seventh grade, I got a MySpace, a Facebook and an Instagram and a Twitter. I got them all at once. So like very early to the game on like Twitter, kind of like right on time for Instagram and then the other ones, you know, all that stuff. So that was in seventh grade. And I think out of all of them, I was probably, gosh, I just used to tweet Justin Bieber all day long. Follow mm-hmm. me one, follow me two, follow me three. Yeah. He followed all my friends besides me. And that was the That's beginning so of the end. I still love him, but oh, I was so brokenhearted. But then with Instagram, my gosh, I i mean, I used to just like my first ever Instagram picture was a picture of me was a, a picture of a salmon recipe. Like I was cooking salmon and then like fish. And then I would post like, you know, dumb stuff of like a picture of like a McDonald's fry. Yeah, that's how it used to be. <laughs> but like, I definitely loved it early on. Like I remember my friends in high school would be like, you could post a picture of nothing and you would get like a bazillion likes, like probably 50 likes or whatever. And I remember I made a bet with someone and they're like, I bet if you post this picture of this veggie tray, you'll get over 100 likes. And I'm like, I doubt it. <laughs> and then I remember posting that and they brought that up for years. And this is like going Did to Did you get 100? Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I put that really dark filter that made it look blue almost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I love that veggie tray. You can find that only on my personal account. So I feel, I feel like I liked Instagram early on. And then there was Snapchat. And I was starting to lose my mind when it came to like Snapchat. 
so I started kind of taking like the Snapchat and I'm just talking about like personal Instagram right now, but it, my account was a personal account before it was a business account, Tricky Foods. Um, I kind of like took the Snapchat approach on Instagram where I was like, you know, you po- kind of post like dumb stuff on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. I was starting to do that on like Instagram, which yeah. was kind of weird because Instagram was more like a highlight reel. But I was like, oh my gosh, look at like my my siblings were all tackling each other or like little things. And so before I had my Tricky Foods account, I would have a lot of like acquaintances be like, oh my gosh, I love your your Instagram account. Or like you're always posting on Instagram. And I enjoyed that. I also, this is getting kind of like far into the archives here, but like I also used to do um, YouTube vlogging. I had a camera and I like had a mount on my longboard and I would like, (laughs) I know, like literally I would sit and make so many videos and not many made it to YouTube. Like I probably have 30 on YouTube on tricky clips. (laughs) (laughs) That's about to get a lot of views. Yeah, I have 50 subscribers. I thought I was (laughs) blowing up, but like I loved that. Like, I remember I posted, I was like, oh my gosh, we spent so much on pay at dinner. And like someone's mom sent me like a hundred bucks. And I was like, I love social media. (laughs) And so I felt like I liked painting a story with my personal life. Like that was really enjoyable for me. Now with tricky foods, that was just a place for me to document my healthy food stuff. And it was less about like, oh, look at my life. Look how fun it is. It was more like, here's the food I'm making to survive today. Or like, this is what makes me feel good. You know, I had stomach issues. So it started like a little bit more somber. I didn't post my face on it for multiple years. And like what changed the game for me was in 2020 when I would quit my job, started making, you know, food more frequently. And then I took a social media class. Long story short, I found this account through a friend. And they're like, yeah, we're doing a social media cohort. Um, they called it micro-influencers. But like that was the first class I saw. And the person who did that class, their, her story resonated with me. Her name is Freckled Foodie. Her name's Cameron Rogers, Freckled Foodie. And I loved her, like her story resonated with me because of quitting corporate and starting a food business. So I took the class and like, I really was like all in it. They're like, okay, they gave us four modules and they're like, okay, um, make sure to update your profile with all this relevant information. Then it got into like posting strategies and then like, you know, post six times a week or um, show your face. That was the biggest like thing I took away was they're like, show your face and have your profile picture your face. So like it wasn't until two weeks ago, the Tricky Foods picture was my face. But now like the thing is this, my for me where it gets difficult is my strategy is changing because like I don't want to be all about like trees on like this business page. Like I don't want people to expect that like I'm always at the store. I'm always at all these events. And so like I now have the winky face. Mm -hmm. that's like my thing like I want people to I want that to have life breathed breathed into it Mm -hmm. breathed into it um and like you you kind of have like your dog as your mascot and you you also show up in your your face a lot but like I have my winky face now and so like I'm trying to kind of like bring it on there but yeah so that's kind of like that's a little bit of my strategy with it like well, not strategy. That's more not my strategy at all. That's just my background story. <laughs> strategy is a whole nother thing. Like, do you have a strategy when it comes to social media? Honestly, not really. And like, I feel like people are surprised by that. Like, I don't like the whole like, you need to post six times a week. You need to post. Really, the main thing I try to do is post at like good times. You can see on on your account, like if you go into like, I don't know, you can do it. Yeah, you can on find your insights, it really easily. Yeah. On your insights, like what time of day it'll show you, like you get the most traction and um, how many people are looking at things. So I just try to go off that, which is usually for me around like 6 to 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Sundays and Mondays are the best days to post for me. Um, but like I didn't post last night and like I just don't really care. Like I feel like I need to show up 
if you're just consistent about it, I always try to have a story always like within 24 hours. I try to not let my stories go blank. Mm-hmm. Um, that's This is good advice. See, like someone, someone that's listening and learning should be taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I try to... Uh, make it interesting. Like, I don't want to just repost someone's post every, that's not that interesting to me. Yeah. Like, I want to show up behind the scenes, show myself what I'm up to because people seem to like it. I get a lot more views, a lot more um, action online, a lot more traction when I am showing up personally and I love it. I think it's so fun. So I don't think I'll ever get rid of that. Like, that's a part of the business that I want to keep and I don't ever see myself like handing off. I would miss it if I didn't do that. I feel like for me, a perfect scenario would be like someone takes care of like posting about the events, reposting stuff, interacting with people. When I say interacting with people and you get this too, and you have a totally different mindset about it, but like I sit with like some guilt when I don't respond. So many people DM me like, hey, I need, I would like to book this huge event. I need to know today if you're available or I'm going somewhere else over DM. It's like, Thing to submit an inquiry or give me a call or any so it's like there's so many critical opportunities, and but I want someone to do that, and then I would love to just be like, Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I love that. See, I loved that, but when it became work, when I was like dealing with inquiries and I was like screenshotting and following up, it was like the I didn't know how to like the pressure was always on for me, but that's just like a personality trait I think I, I have. And I'm, wor- I'm working to cope with by giving off like that, that task to someone else. Yeah. If you guys struggle with that, like we both do, we get so many people sending, can I get a cake for two days from now over DM and you get inquiries over, I just have a line in my, I might've actually taken it out when I added the address. I don't know, but I have a thing like we don't take orders over DM, send us an email. So like, I don't feel guilt. I don't feel any type of way. If you interact with people, you get more back. I struggle with that because I get so many people that like, I just don't really care. Like I I can't keep up with them all the time. So I do my best and that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I remember at the beginning of time, like the advice I got from this class I took was like, respond to every DM and respond within seconds and make this person feel like they're the only person in the world. That was my sales strategy. And like, you know, I'd interact with people, I have 10 messages back and forth about their kids. And I'd be doing that with hundreds of people in a day. And then they'd be like, well, thanks so much for your advice. By the way, I have an event. I just ordered a board from and that was my sales strategy. I like such a salesperson. I know if I just like kind of play around with these people, they'll, the sale will be closed. And so that's like where my mind used to always be at. But I also think why I love responding or like, I felt like I needed to always respond is because I remember messaging, like me as a consumer would message people and I'd be like, oh, they don't want to message me back. I guess they don't want to sail. And so like, I would feel that way towards other people, even though then I'd be like, oh, they say no DMs, like DM ordering. So that that would be like more of, of a, like a consumer FYI, like to always submit inquiries online because like DMs are not yeah, reliable. Yeah, DMs are reliable. <laughs> and they get so lost. Mm-hmm. Like, it's oh easy my to lose gosh. track of them. Yeah. Accidentally open one and then you forget and you don't, yeah. Happens oh. more than people think. Yeah, that that's a tough one. Um. But yeah, the whole like what you said about posting at certain times, like that is super huge. And like, especially with accounts like, you know, ours or people that have been trying for a while and they're like, why is it not working? Like, I usually look at my insights daily. I haven't looked at them in probably a year because I'm like, I don't even know. Besides the times, what other stuff do you think is helpful in your insights? 
So this isn't so much, I think insights are good. Um, but like, I don't spend super like all my time on them. I think the main thing that I use, and this could definitely be wrong. Like I'm not a social media strategist for my job. It's not my job for me personally. What I like to use is like seeing the times of day. And then I also think it's interesting to see like who's viewing your stuff. So like 80% female and 20% male. And like, you can also see the cities and like where they're from and the percentage of what cities viewing. It's kind of interesting. So if you haven't checked them out, you should. Um, but I think just another big point that it's taken me a little bit and I definitely feel like I've gotten better at it is like, have like a reason for posting. I used to just post because I was like, oh, I need to get a post up today. So I'm just going to post these cookies. And like, it's fine. Like it helped. It adds to my page. But like, do I really have a reason for it? Like, no, it was just to make a post. I think every post needs to have like a... Like a call to action? A, ca- a call to action for sure on every post. But also like, don't just post because you feel like you have to. Like have a reason behind why you're doing it. Because I think like people can tell when it's just a thrown up post. I think it just takes away from the page. So I've been getting, I've been trying to focus on like, okay, like today I posted my class schedule. Tonight I'm going to be posting my cookie schedule for month, for the month because it's October now. And then um, I did a giveaway and I talked about events by Miggies. Like I have specific things I want to talk about and I line them up and schedule them. Where do you schedule them? On my computer. I don't use an app. Okay. What do you like? Uh, just a word doc. Like this one to post in my notes on my computer. Okay. So I just write out ideas. I try to do one thing for me that's been like popping off lately are day in the lifes or like how to videos, like how to decorate a cake. So I've been trying to rotate like every other day doing one of those. Um, mm, I so, love watching those. Yeah. They're I really, love. and I love watching them. I don't know why, like I didn't put, they just take a little bit more time to edit. But like, that's what I want to watch on TikTok or Instagram. That's what I get caught scrolling in for hours. And so it makes sense why those are my best videos right now. Yeah. Thank you. Um, There is this one video, and maybe you see too, this day in the life girl. She doesn't speak. It's all ASMR. Mm -hmm. And she's got these long nails and she like, everything is so loud. She clips like her her thing on, like her shampoo. It's like her routine soothes me. Like. Her routine soothes me. Yeah. And I love those videos. I, and I love also the entrepreneur ones. Like, hey, here's a day in my life. I went to the workshop and I have recorded so many days in the life, but I never um, post them. Mm-hmm. Like I know how to, like I've made, I've only made like a couple pieces of content that have like really popped off. Like when I get paid for them, like when I'm working with like a, a brand, I've worked with like five and I'll put like eight hours into those and those will pop the heck off. So it's like, but I know how long it takes. So like, how would you, do you have any advice to someone that's like, I know what I need to do. It's going to take so long. So I just do nothing. I think, so I learned this from Abby and Chloe. I mean, I knew this, but like it sometimes just takes a push of someone telling you um, at the social media event that we did mm-hmm. um, for events by Mickey. So like, they were like, people ask that. They're like, I know, but like, it takes so long. And it's like, okay, well, if you don't want to grow, then don't spend time on it. But if your goal is to grow, you kind of have to make time. And so like Abby runs the social media for like all of their businesses, like pursuing your purpose, all that stuff. So she talked about like, I think at the beginning of the week, she schedules like a time block of like two hours or something. And then that's all she does. And she uses an app. So if you're worried about 
you know, getting things done on time or whatever, using an app and scheduling it ahead of time so you don't need to be on your phone at 6 p.m. or 7 p.m., that doesn't bother me because I'm already on my phone. But yeah. Chloe said that too. Using an app. But also, yeah, spending time and getting all of your content done in like one for the week and one section of the day. Yeah. That helps people when they feel overwhelmed and feel like, oh, I don't have enough time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think scheduling it out. Yeah. I remember like I would always set a timer for 12. Like noon would be the time that I would post. So at 1130, I'd go on and be like, okay, what am I going to post today? And I'd like put it together and then I'd have them in my drafts. But then like if you delete the app, like I always delete the app and they delete from the drafts. So I think or just having like a running list of ideas. Like that's what I have. I don't really like plan out super far ahead, but I have a list in my head and I write them down of things I want to talk about soon. And then I just kind of go down the list. We just like barely scratched the surface today. Honestly, I think we should have another, I think it'd be awesome to talk more in depth, even with someone like Chloe or like Abby yeah, from we herself. Should bring, get one yeah, of them on. we should get them on because like there are things that we didn't even talk about. Like I'm thinking about hashtags or tagging people, like all these little things that I learned early on are like, don't post and ghost, interacting with people, warming up the app. Like, I don't know. Those are all things we could talk about. The algorithm. It's so hard because it always changes. Like, that's why, like, I don't really pay attention to the rule, the rules that often because it's always changing. Oh, I'm a freaking rule follower. I think just being consistent. (laughs) Give me 30 rules so I can just squirm on them. I think you need to be just consistent all the time. Like, posting consistently, interacting consistently. The rules will literally change every other week. So it's, like, impossible to keep up unless you want to spend 40 hours a week doing it, like, which I don't, but. Yeah. I want to say one quote about consistency that I think I said during Liv's podcast episode, because it's on the Orange Theory wall. It's like long-term consistency outbeats short-term intensity. Yeah. Which I am all about the short-term intensity, which is why I've now handed the the social media reins away. Um, But I think that's really good advice about consistency. All right, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to a super quick episode on social media. We're going to hit more about this in the future. So if you'd like to follow along and hear another one of our upcoming episodes, you can find us at Screw Let's Do This on Instagram and on YouTube. That's the best place to watch. Um, and any other place that you listen to podcasts, you can find us there. Shelby, where can they find you? You can find me at Mickey's Bakes. And you can find me at Tricky Foods. And everyone, if you are enjoying the pod, Please give us a review. That's the best way to let us know that you're enjoying things or things that you want to hear more about. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. See you next Wednesday.